0: Dear listeners, and welcome to another edition of Testify here on Eden FM. your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly-Moses, and I thank you for taking the time to tune in this evening. Uh, just a reminder that you can connect with us on the social media pages, Facebook and Instagram, and please do leave any comments about the program. or If you would like to share your testimony, that's also good. Just reach out to us. And, um, and let us know, and we will connect with you. Also, um, well, some people might not know what the program's about, so just a short summary. Testify is a program where we invite guests to tell their stories, the stories of how God has worked in their life, and um, you know just how the Holy Spirit might have intervened in a certain situation, but it's definitely about glorifying God first and foremost. So if you do um, happen to to miss part of the program, you can also listen to it on podcast, and that is on Anchor Podcast, Testify Ministry. So please do feel free to connect with us also and share this program uh, with your family, friends, and in your network so that we may all be inspired by how, how God moves in our lives. And so I'll start off. This evening's program with a prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father God, thank you so much, Father, that we can come before you at this time of the evening once again. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing of this day. Thank you, Lord, just for your overall provision for us, Lord, and for your unabounding love, Father God. Father, we also ask you to be present this evening in this radio program bless the guest lord that's about to share his testimony and father god for the listeners too may they incline your ear not their ears not to what he is saying but to what you are saying through his testimony and speak into their hearts and awaken a new understanding of you through the testimony of our guest this evening bless this radio station as well dear lord and the work that they do in the community. We praise you, we thank you, and we hand everything over to you. Amen. Amen. And and so without any further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest this evening, and he is called Shady. And Shady, um, Shady, sorry, I keep on saying Shady, Shady, excuse me. And Shady is from Cape Town all the way in Simonstown, and he is Um, with the resource center called My Father's House. So I'm going to give him an an opportunity to introduce himself. Shadi, please, will you introduce yourself?
1: Very good evening to you, Ingrid, and uh, a blessed and a good evening uh, to the Testify uh, Radio uh, listeners. It's such a great pleasure and a privilege and an honor to uh, be here tonight, Uh, as you rightfully said, Tonight is not about me, uh, it's not about the organization I represent, but it's about the great God who is able to do abundantly in our lives if we are if we are and remain faithful. So thank you for the opportunity.
0: You are welcome. So Sherry, tell the listeners a little bit about you, about your background, your family, who you are, where you're from, um, yes, so that they get to know you a bit better before we share your story.
1: Sure. Where do I start? Let me start at the beginning. <laughs> I, um, yeah, you know, I've started at the, the time when I got married, uh, my wife and I got married in the in the late 90s. And uh, as we committed our lives uh, as husband and wife, we also committed ourselves then to to working with and serving the poor. We both uh, also had our full-time jobs whilst we were doing this. And, um, you know, coming from really disadvantaged backgrounds, both Lisa and I, um, we, we you know we we said that we will continue all our lives for as long as God gives us the ability to work with the poor and the vulnerable and the destitute. And then our boy is and, and we're we're born. And at that time, we were working with the kids at uh, the radial informal settlement. And uh, I remember them also growing up serving the poor. And uh, fast forward 20-odd years, two decades later, we're still doing that. So I currently work at the Raymond Ackman Golf Academy, and I'm, uh, that's my paying job, like I always tell the guys. And then my passion is the executive director of My Father's House, which is a community kitchen, which is the one building. And then the other building is the resource center. So that's a little bit about us. Uh, my Father's House was formed out of um, the Father's House Church which I uh, led and passed it for a while, and um, yeah, I just had some fun doing it, and uh, I think that's in a nutshell what we, we can discuss My Father's House a little later.
0: <laughs> Indeed we can, and so at this point we're going to go to our first song, and when we come back, Shadi's going to tell us about how My Father's House came about, and uh, the work that they are doing now, uh, and a little bit more about that, so that we know just how God works in people's lives, not just through uh, those that have been given the mission to do it, but through those also that come alongside of them, uh, and to grow organizations like this. So let's listen to our first song, and this one is You Say by Lauren Daigle.
2: keep fighting voices in my mind that say i'm not enough I
0: you're listening to testify on eden fm your voice in paradise i'm speaking to shadi and shadi is from my father's house all the way out in simonstown just on the other side of cape town on the way to cape point was a part of the beautiful part of cape town so shadi tell us um we spoke about my father's house what is my father's house and how did it come about
1: Hi. Uh, so yeah as i said you know we had father's house church and uh we found that uh and we were quite a, a rocking church you know charismatic church in Simonstown, uh, and we 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 looked after in and, and fed about 30 homeless people in in the in Simonstown and and Fishhook area for those that traveled from Fishhook to Simonstown and uh, then the big bang COVID came in in uh, 2020 March 2020 and uh, then it all unfolded. I mean, we saw uh, what had happened. You know, we lost many people. Um, you know, we, lost, we found that people lost family and friends and people lost jobs and uh, restaurants were closing and hotels were closing. And with that, the ripple, ripple effect of that is that people were starting to go to bed with no food. And then um, we started to cook from our home uh in where where we stay uh and we were feeding about 450 kids from our home so it was a long tedious process but praise god he gave us the strength and the ability to continue both my boys came back from university and uh, they put their lives on hold and you know everybody just got involved and as i said earlier on the boys have always been working with and supporting the poor and uh, so we from our home every day would you know we'd go and feed in the informal settlements we'd deliver sandwiches and food to places like Radial, Ocean View Masipo Malele and it grew the numbers grew from 450 to 500 to 600 to 700 and we we couldn't do it from our home anymore and uh, we couldn't do it from the as as a church organization, so we opened up my father's house, and we got a board together, and um, and we got a building, and we established my father's house, uh, which fast forward today is feeding two thousand, just over two thousand one hundred people, uh, Monday to Friday, and uh, we reaching out to areas like I mentioned, radial, Ocean View, Masipumalele, Haut Bay. Mitchell's Plain, Capricorn. Uh, we, we partner with Community Kitchens in Strand, Macassar, Firgrove. So our reach is quite extensive, but, but for a long time we were just feeding. And we felt that, it, especially with the homeless people, that we were just enabling. And uh, you know we needed to do something to equip rather than just enable homeless people. And then we opened up the resource center uh, which is two doors away from where the community kitchen is. And, uh, yeah, that's basically what we've been doing. Uh, the kitchen, we felt hardest. Our numbers drastically increase in the second lockdown. You know, after the first lockdown levels were eased, We people started to go back to work. And then when the second lockdown hit, and then our numbers just skyrocketed to 3,500. That we were feeding daily from our, our community kitchen in Simonstown.
3: Wow. Simonstown,
1: the the my father's house is, is just fueled by a passionate group of volunteers. We we have no staff. We just have a whole lot of bunch of volunteers that are excited about uh, you know just uh, helping the poor, and we're passionate about it. And, um, you know, we just thank god for for enabling us and giving us the strength and the wisdom, and more than that, you know the perseverance to to keep on keeping on
0: mm. I was just about to say to you, three thousand five hundred people I can't even imagine you know I mean the biggest do you know i've ever been part of us making like a pot of food for probably about I would say 50 or so people 60 um, (laughs) at one of the churches in our um, community in George uh, when um, uh, we were still staying in George at the time Um, but shoot 3500 and the effort that it must take from the individuals the volunteers and so forth yes you're saying that uh, they've got a passion for it but just Resources, where do you get it from to feed that many people on such a regular basis?
1: That's a very interesting question. And um, everybody, I mean, I've had government officials from different embassies, people come and they see what we do and they say, Where do you get your money from? And I'm like, God provides. Yeah, but they, 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 beside God, there must be something else, but they can't fathom this, you know, how, and just to, t- just to take a few steps back, Ingrid, uh, we, when we started as, as fathers of church, we had 24,000 rand in, in our bank account, and we started to feed, and we got people just started to they heard what we were doing and they just became a part of it the, the can's the and the, you know local people people from all over the world started to give us donations into excuse me into the, the account so that we could just continue to feed especially the children and in 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 two years we spent about 2.4 million rand and people say but surely you got money and, from government or or from a big donation from an organisation, I said no. You know, people just donate. We ran some programs like for Mandela Day. We did the 67 rand feed one or donate 67 rand to my father's house, and that was two years ago. And to date, people still donate 67 rand a month. And then we ran another program where we said 10 rand feeds one a so, uh, family sitting at the dinner table and a family of four and they said okay i want to give 40 rand to my father's house so four other people can eat uh, and and that's our that's our time to the homeless or the vulnerable or whatever and um, and still till today people put in 10 rand or 20 rand or 30 rand and every every cent counts towards the achieving what we ultimately want to achieve so yeah, you know, and with that 24,000 rand that we started off with, and it was clear that, you know, God was in control here. He he orchestrated, he had the blueprint, he saw the finished picture, he saw that today will be this organization that's impacting the lives of thousands, not only with feeding, but the education, because we feed the early childhood development centers, we we send out clothes to them and beanies and stationery. Uh, so it's it's I think it's yeah 350 uh, kids from Ocean View, Radio, really Hout Bay. So we we support a lot of kids with with clothing. We support uh, young teenage uh, females with sanitary uh, sanitary towels. So it's a whole it's a holistic picture. But the the thing about it is, and the Bible says, who can be trusted very little? can be trusted with much. And that's exactly what we saw. We saw the fulfillment of the scripture that said that you, you were faithful with this little and now here, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I get very emotional when, <laughs> when I talk about this because we've seen, you know, even if you're an unbeliever standing from outside and, you, and you're asking, but how? You know, we we can't. God's idea and and God's mathematics and and additions uh, uh, we can't fathom it we can't understand that we can't comprehend it because he's just an awesome sovereign majestic God and he makes this possible for his glory
0: absolutely I just I'm reminded of the the feeding of the 5,000 you know just from the five loaves um, and you know the fishes there we go that's exactly it. If, if, it's, if it's been offered to God to start off with and it's used for the intention um, and the heart of just servitude comes into it as well. He multiplies. Absolutely. absolutely. As absolutely. you're saying, he makes much out of little, um, but it comes with honoring him first and foremost uh, in what you are doing. So, wow. I just stand Amen. in awe uh, in terms of just how this feeding scheme has grown. We're going to go to another song now, and when we come back, we're going to speak about the other element of um, My Father's House, where you spoke about not only feeding people um, physically, but uh, feeding them spiritually as well. So let's listen to this next song first, and when we come back, we'll go into that discussion. And so the song is Never Give Up by Yolanda Adams. (laughs)
4: and change the world, trapped inside an ordinary girl. She looks just like me, too afraid to dream out loud. And though it's simple, your idea, it won't make sense to everybody. there.
0: Welcome back, to your listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM. I'm Ingrid Kali moses and I'm just standing in awe, or sitting, I would say, in awe this evening of the testimony of my guest, uh, and he is Shadi from my father's house uh, uh, in Simons Downs, and Shadi's been telling us about um, his passion, not just his, but him and his family's passion for feeding the poor. And uh, how God provided the resources and the ability and the infrastructure uh, for them to actually fulfill this passion prior to COVID, but even more so through COVID and continues to do so even now. So Shadi, as we were discussing, so this uh, feeding scheme has grown and to the point where you have had to then seek a alternative um, space. For you to to actually serve the people out of. Um, But as you also mentioned, it's not just about feeding individuals uh, physically, feeding them food to nourish their bodies, but it's about nourishing their souls and so much more. So tell us about that part uh, of what you do at the Resource Center and just how that came about and what you're currently doing.
1: So the resource center we opened up um, and it's, it's before the resource center our feeding was unconditional but like i mentioned earlier we needed to make, put in conditions in place so uh, the introduction of the voucher s- system where you earn a, you by attending a, a certain program so the resource center we opened up and we said right we'll give you uh, breakfast in the morning so we do we alternate so one day is the other logs, ju- the other day is jungle loads. then it's milly meal. Uh, so we alternate. So they come in in the morning, they have their porridge, and um, and then we spend some time in spiritual reflection, whether it's worship, word, uh, more, an inspirational video, and then after that they will have something solid to eat, like a, uh, what do they have today? They had scrambled eggs on on bread and and mayo and a cup of coffee or hot chocolate or milo or something like that and um, they, you know then we'll just that's just to give them that spiritual and physical food and a boost to their morning and a boost to the entire day and thereafter there's there's different programs on different days, like we have art therapy, uh, which so that it allows our our um, our beneficiaries to express themselves in a secure and in a comfortable manner and a place. And then we do the peace education program, we do drug re- and alcohol rehabilitation. We do entrepreneurship uh, skills. Uh, there's a whole host of things that we do. We 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 busy with the recycling. So we getting the homeless to be a part of the community rather than us and them. So they are part of the whole recycling project in in Simonstown, where we separate the plastics from the cardboard to the metal. And then there's the wet waste recycling. As you know or may know, Simon's Town is full of baboons that come down from the mountains and they come and they, they I think they are biggest gangsters in Simonstown. They say the crime is extremely high. We need to get rid of the baboons. But- <laughs> Not so, they're not gangsters, they're apparently an integral part of the community.
2: Yeah. Uh, a very <laughs>
1: controversial subject. Uh, so. <laughs> so the baboons come and then they, it's the food in the bins, etc. that attracts them.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: the yeah. call has gone out to the community and now the community brings their wet waste to my father's house and we collect all the wet waste and then recycle it to the pig farm. And so it's win win. So the baboons they eventually say, hey, wait a minute, there's no food in Simon's Town. We're rather going to go to George or somewhere else like that, you know? So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
1: um, the invasion is actually very unpleasant, especially when they come into the homes and they, they, they go through their cupboards and, you know, they, they're fearless as well. So, so enabling the, uh, or just equipping the the homeless peer, the personnel to be a part of the solution for their lives, and so we've employed some of them to do different tasks. Uh, we've employed uh, the some some homeless guys into the kitchen, the community centre, and the resource centre uh, to work there as well, so that they can be equipped. Um, those that we 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 bring in are those guys that are on rehabilitation. The, the one one of our guys in the resource center has been clean for 18 months and he reminds everybody how how long he's been clean for which is a, a big blessing so the resource center is actually there so they come in they come in they attend the programs and then they get a voucher the voucher then allows them to come in for lunch which is a decent sit down meal and uh, or clothing or whatever else uh, we we deem necessary, a toiletry pack maybe, or a shower or something like that. So the, that's the resource centre, and um, so we look after between twenty and thirty-five homeless people in Simonstown. We we also work with families of homeless people to try and reunify them. So we recently, last week actually, or the week before. We sent a lady to Johannesburg to a shelter, Sisters of Mercy shelter, so that she can be reunified with the family. There's a lot of hurt there. Reunification is like occupational therapy. It takes forever. But at the end of the day, once they are reunified, that's one person off the street and one happy family, hopefully. So we work with them through their reunification and, and support them through that process. We with the rehabilitation, if they put in a rehab center, we support them through. We I call it a happy happy pack, like this morning a guy went to a rehab and we give him a happy pack, which is toiletries, chocolates, coffee, sugar, clothing, shoes, etc. So that's basically you know part of the 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 skills part of the program at uh, the resource center another very important one which our board secretary dylan james who runs the resource center in the kitchen is cv writing something that one takes for granted you know we'll just get into a computer and we'll just do a cv and voila apply for a job these guys some of them have never done a cv in their lives before and uh, praise god one one of the guys that uh, we see me was done a couple of weeks ago, it's helping, it's uh, you know, the other thing I must mention is that before we opened the resource center, when it came to dinner time, the guys used to fetch their food and they used to sit in the street and eat. So when now that the resource centers opened up, there's chairs and tables. So we had to teach people how to sit at a table how to eat with with cutlery and uh, you know it's about dignity uh, many of them have been stripped of their dignity in either in prison or when as a result of trauma yeah. uh, bereavement whatever they've been stripped of dignity through the rejection and the hurt we know ultimately god is the one who heals the broken hearted He's the one who, who restores the, the the peace and removes the scars. So we just do that, that little bit to, to get them to the place where they can see that God is the ultimate. You know, we can do our little bit, but, you know, they can only find eternal peace through Christ. And um, that's ultimately what we want to achieve.
0: Wow, Shadi. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I was just so touched when you were just talking about that example of bringing people to sit around the table. There's things that we take for granted every single day in our life. Um, and, and that's the truth. People that haven't had the opportunity to sit around the table, either through their upbringing because they've come out of dire po- uh, poverty-driven circumstances, or for so long they haven't had that that it's not part of their norm and their psyche anymore. It's like relearning. And absolutely, it's about human dignity. So things we could take for granted on a daily basis, um, you know, ends up being um, uh, 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 just reminding us uh, about what others actually um, need to be retaught or at least bring them back into a sense of being um, through actions like that. Wow. Um, we're going to go to another song now and when we come back we're going to wrap up the session and uh, I've got some questions for you still and then also share your details with the listeners so let's listen now to who you say I am by Hillsong
2: love for me oh his love While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died.
0: Welcome back to your listeners. You are still listening to Testify on Eden FM. And I'm Ingrid, and my guest this evening is Shadi from my father's house. Shadi, I've got some uh, questions for you. So, one of the questions is I was wondering, you're saying you're offering all these services at your resource center and everybody's volunteers. My goodness, Psycho- uh, you know, um, counseling sessions, art therapy sessions. Psychological sessions, referrals, and all those things. Where do these people come from?
1: So we, we're fortunate to be in a community that that hosts, I think, most of the millionaires in the Cape. Uh, Simonstown is a very affluent area, and people say a community kitchen in Simonstown. Who are you guys feeding? You know that is just the hub, and the the community has been amazing. They've been absolutely amazing. they've been phenomenal in their support to uh, my father's house and, and the, the kitchen and the so just to give you an idea, they every every day there's there's tons of sandwiches that's donated by the community that comes through and goes through get children in radio in ocean view, et cetera. so amongst that. Community. There's a lot of professionals. There's you know doctors and psychologists and you know, some of I can't even pronounce some of the professions, but we'll just say they're professional people. And so if we ask for somebody who does art therapy, somebody who's a life coach, and they they're full of them, and most of the the, the the community in Simonstown are edging or already in the retirement age, so they don't mind coming and volunteering at my father's house. They, don't, I mean, we got a seventy odd year old lady who comes in and she just chops vegetables, and she's got a lot of energy. She makes me tired. So you know, people hear what we're doing, they hear what we're about, they see the that these guys are really authentic. We've been here for a long time, and. Um, they want to be part of this. They want to assist and they want to help uh, the homeless. They want to help children. So we are, you know, whether it be something like occupational therapy or art or, or, or drug counseling or social work or whatever. So they come in and then they offer their time and we grab and we hold on to them and we utilize that time uh, productively.
0: And so I've no doubt that with the growing, um, you know, beneficiaries of your resource center, that you might need some more assistance um, and might be open to that. Tell our listeners um, how they can get involved, should they desire to do so. We know, obviously, financial resources, you've mentioned that, um, but your your few projects, um, either through financial resources or time resources, what is it that you need? Um, and that you can request our listeners to get involved in with regards to the resource center.
1: I think firstly, to get get involved in your own little communities, it's important because we we take for granted and we think because we live in in the far south, there's, there's a clear divide between the very rich and the very poor and there's only a road that's dividing the both. So what can I as an individual do in my little community, in my road, In my, if you're living in a block of flats, in my flat, how can I impact the life of one person in in that area? And, you know, if you're passing by, always pop in to say hello, chop some butternut. Butternut is a butternut initiation for the people that start. (laughs) Leaves you with these orange hands. But, you know, also financially uh, is always a blessing because it gives us more flexibility in terms of how, how our reach. Every day, um, Ingrid, every day we get cries from people saying, like I said earlier, on the very things that we take for granted, like a bed or a kettle. I, I, the other day I said to my wife, We're so blessed, uh, you know, we, we have this house. She says, You're blessed, you have a kettle. Because one of the luxuries and one of the most wanted things on the street is hot water. So They can make them, they ask for hot water. So, you know, just to start to become a part of the big picture and and to support and help local and everyone else that's working, all the other nonprofits as well. My board wouldn't want me to say that. They would want me to say, oh, uh, give the bank details. <laughs> but that's okay too. <laughs>
0: that's okay too. And so um, is there information about uh, your resource center on social media or on the internet?
1: Yeah, so you can go to myfathershouse.org.za. Uh, 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 we, uh, we our website is quite active. Our Facebook page is very active. We run a... A fundraiser every saturday so if you're in the area and you feel like a nice curry we make the best i would think um in town so we sell between 100 and 150 meals on a saturday and those fundraisers that much helps bring the community together so the fundraiser it's actually such a blessing to be there because you'll see the vibe, and everybody comes in to fetch the meals, and they chirp one another. It's such a such a lekker vibe, you know. But at the same time, it's creating awareness and it's networking. So, to you know, if you want to order a meal from us on a Saturday and support that, that would also be a blessing. Um, yeah.
0: Lovely. Thank you so much for your time, Shadi, and for just uh, giving this very inspiring story. Um, you know, around what you guys do uh, and how it's uplifting the community where you are based. Um, I just want to wish you all the best uh, in your projects and uh, with everybody that's there. Uh, Pray for your beneficiaries as well, those that come to your door, those whom God's still going to be sending and all the others that get involved some way or the other. And so we're going to close off this program now in prayer. Uh, and with our final song. So would you please like to pray for us, Shadi?
1: Absolutely. It's an absolute pleasure. Let us pray. Ever Father, amazing, sovereign God, we are truly grateful for this opportunity and for the work being done in each person's life. We know that, Lord, each of us have to travel a road, and some roads are more difficult than others, but we know through it all, God, that you never leave us. You are with us every step of the way, and we know that because you are with us, we are more than conquerors. We are sons and daughters chosen for a higher purpose. We are blessed, God, and highly favored. Dear God, tonight we pray for increased faith, increased faith, hearts to be touched, Lord, for... We know that we are a troubled nation seeking refuge, but we pray, God, that our nation would seek refuge in you. Many people that are are looking to find answers will know that that you are the answer, Lord Jesus. So we ask, Father God, and we pray for salvation for our country. We pray for reconciliation. We pray for healing. We pray for, for, for your peace to move over our land and over every troubled heart. And we pray for those, even those listening, Lord, tonight, we just pray for your peace upon them. That every bit of anxiety, every bit of worry and concern may go as we cast all our burdens unto Jesus. So we pray for your covering tonight and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Good night. And God bless until we meet again next week.